Hi, I'm Brittany Bly. And I'm Anna Marie Newell, and welcome to Pilot Lights. The podcast brought to you by two highly unqualified adults who break down pilot episodes of new and old TV shows. And just so you know, this podcast comes with a permanent spoiler alert. To our lovely podcast, Pilot Lights. I'm Brittany Bly, and I'm here with my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host, Anna Marie Newell. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, listeners, a few years ago, Brittany made a theme song for me. <laughs> do you remember that, Brittany? I do, but I can't remember the tune of it. Well, I don't know. I it's think- like here she is, ready to take on the world. Anna, Anna Marie, Marie Newell. Newell. <laughs> I would be like literally just walking down the stairs in there our house. She is ready to take on the world. Yes. Anna Marie Newell. Newell. And it just, like that. I don't know why I did that. My mom used to make up songs all the time. So that's I think cute. it was in the middle of COVID and you came strutting down the stairs and that's probably what happened. <laughs> uh, so uh, noteworthy news. It's February. <gasps> finally the damn groundhog didn't see his shadow i know buckeye chuck or he did see his shadow i don't know which one it is but there's still a ton of winter left that's all i, I was waiting for you to react to buckeye chuck <laughs> it's just the called? ohio one <laughs> there's a different one yeah because there's, there's puxatani phil <laughs> he's the famous one also it can't it can't be the same one right they just keep replacing them like beethoven yeah are is it true? Me or is that a quote from something? I'm asking you. Oh, I don't know. It can't be the same groundhog when I was a child. No, groundhogs. Do groundhogs? Anna Marie, <laughs> are you seriously asking this? There's not, there's like no way there's like a life. What's the life expectancy of a groundhog can't be more than five years. Okay, so I'm looking it's it up. Not, so it's not a name. It's more like a title. Yeah, I mean, it's like they just keep naming him, I guess. I don't know. Puxatani Phil. Is it Puxatani? How Uh, long do ground (laughs) hogs live? live? I want to say 27 years. Um, Are you serious? (laughs) Maybe not. Okay. Groundhogs are found from the eastern and central United States lifespan. In the wild, groundhogs can live up to six years. With two, stop, with two or three being average. In captivity, however, groundhogs reportedly live up to 14 years. Okay, 14 years. But there's no way. Do you remember when um, the mayor of New York dropped Puxatani Phil on his head and killed him? What? Yeah, no. that totally happened. Okay, if I had known that, then obviously my question would have been moot. <laughs> anyway, the there's... Same ground- from when I was little. <laughs> well, hey, so I got a question for you. How's your reading going? <laughs> to learn more facts. Okay, whatever. Because I really wanted to read. I want to get more intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I used to be so smart, and now I feel like <clears throat> I've plateaued. 
plateaued. That's a fancy word, isn't it? I like it. And that word alone lets me know you're not dumb. You are smart. Okay, thanks. Yeah. And so I said, I when I get home, I'm going to do the dishes right away. And then I'm going to sit down and read. Well, you know what? I sat down and I started watching The Good Witch. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that, like, not, I haven't even Hallmark-y heard Hallmarky show. It's like a soap opera, but G-rated. Like, not even PG. So, no, I have not read. That's anything. okay. I haven't read anything either. Although we um, have been watching Harry Potter in our house. Oh, Anna Marie is pointing to her sweatshirt. Uh, she is a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Well, I choose to be a Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. Just like Harry was like, not Slytherin, not Slytherin. And I not Slytherin, eh? <laughs> Better be Gryffindor. Yeah, I've gotten, I've done the test, and I've gotten both Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. And I say, I'm a puff. You are a puff, and you know who else is a puff? <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> you see, there we I go. Know. I have a lot of friends who are puffs. You're a Gryffindor. Well, the first time I took the test, I was a Gryffindor, and. Then they redid Pottermore, so I I had to retake the test. Uh huh. And this was in grad school, so I'm gonna put that as a caveat. And I came out as a Slytherin. <gasps> oh. But I don't feel like that fits me. I'm not ambitious at all. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Whatever. My uh, Patronus is a Basset Hound, so I think that says a lot about me in general. What? Mine is a cat. Oh, that works. Literally just a cat. Not even, <laughs> not like, even like a not like a big wild cat, like a lion or a tiger or it's a cat. Whatever. It's just like a house cat. <laughs> <laughs> but also like mine. Mine's a basset hound. <laughs> Are those the ones with the long, like really long ears? And they have really baleful faces. They just look sad all the time. <laughs> Yeah, they trip on their ears. Yeah, okay. uh, that is a basset hound. Anyways, okay. Well, lovely update on how our lives are going. Bucks yeah, and Bill, lifespan Buckeye of Buckeye Buckeye Chuck, <laughs> and Harry Potter. It's time for us to start our show. What do you think? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay, take it away, Noel. This week, the show that we are going to rate and review and talk about is <gasps> Velma. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like waiting. And then I realize you're the only one who's going to react. So. <laughs> so I made but a weird throat sound. <laughs> it's so funny because... Okay, so yes, Velma, it is a new series that is on HBO Max. Mm -hmm. It is an animated series, and I mean, it's, you know, the Velma from Scooby-Doo. It is created by Charlie Grandy, who's done, like, really big shows like The Office. Oh. And, I mean, The Mindy Project, which is why... Uh, Mindy Kaling is like the star voice. She is Velma in this show. Um, and he's done like a lot of other like big sitcoms and, hmm. and shows like that. 
So, um, but it's when I've told people this week and they're like, hey, what, what show are you going to do? And I say, uh, we're going to do Velma. And they're like, <sighs> <laughs> and I said, exactly. That's yeah. why we're doing Velma. It's a hot button issue mm-hmm. topic. I think people are talking about the show. Yeah. Like there aren't other important things to talk about in the I world know, right? and everyone I- has to to gang up on Velma. <laughs> yeah, come on. Um, yeah. You had a student. Didn't you have a student ask you? Yeah, well, somehow these students, like, find out that I have a podcast. And it might be just because they say, hey, Miss Noel, what are you going to do this weekend? And I say, I'm going to re- record a new <laughs> oh, episode of our mystery. podcast. I wonder how they found out you have a podcast. Yeah. Jinkies. <laughs> Stupid. Okay, carry on. And this student was like, oh, well, what is this about? And I say, oh, we, you know, rate and review pilot episodes of TV shows. And uh, the student says, you know what you should do? Velma. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we're literally doing that this week. (laughs) So this is like, it's, this is good timing. Um, I just want to share the tagline. Sometimes we find good taglines and sometimes shows like don't. Here's one. It's meddling season. Ew. <laughs> Here's another one. Ready? It's the mystery before the ink. Okay. You, you get it? Yeah, because they were the mystery ink. Gang. Yeah, mystery gang incorporated. <laughs> Is that what it was? I guess. Like, were they really incorporated? Did they file like legal documents for that? <laughs> I hope so. I hope they got some credit. Okay. So anyway, um, let's talk about the cast. And of course, since it's animated, these are just, you know, the voices, but it's a big deal. Um, And then we'll get into the plot. So I mentioned Velma is voiced by Mindy Kaling. Mm -hmm. And what is interesting about this show and like for some reason slightly controversial but it shouldn't be controversial in my opinion agreed is that velma is she's indian yeah she's like a south asian woman yeah um in this cartoon yeah and people are like oh my gosh velma is a white like nerdy lesbian how can she be? That's what people are saying. I know. How can she be? Whatever. And it's like, okay, can we get over that? Like, let's get past that. Of all the things to be mad about in this show, I think that should be the least of the problem. <laughs> yeah. And I think before the show came out, I think that was the issue with like certain yeah. people. Yeah. And then now that the show is out, there's other issues that have come up. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Daphne, uh, she is voiced by Constance Wu. Oh, yeah. She's uh what? Crazy Rich Asians lady? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Daphne, you know, the, the like, really pretty, beautiful purple dress. I was, like, obsessed with her purple dress when I was younger mm-hmm. and maybe still am. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, like, the red or, like, orange hair. She is Asian in this show. Yeah. Then there's um Fred, and he is voiced by Glenn Howerton. Do we know who that is? Uh, yeah, he was in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, right, right, right. And he right, was right. in like Physics 101 and... <gasps> AP Bio. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Not Physics 101. I don't know why I said that. 
but you got it. You got it from yeah. that. Because I, I just saw a picture of him and I was like, oh, AP bio. Yeah. Oh, he's Fred. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he's funny. And then there's Norville, which is, and I never knew this. That is like the actual name, the first name of Shaggy. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah. And and anyway, um, so Norville, because I think this is like before he becomes the like stereotype typical shaggy who's uh always very chill if you know what i mean Uh he's voiced by sam richardson and so he is a black man oh boy i guess they're all kind of teenagers so they're not men yet and then there's the two moms of daphne and so uh donna voiced by jane lynch and linda (laughs) linda voiced by wanda sykes uh, to be honest, I feel like they were maybe the best part of the show. <laughs> oh my gosh. Which is saying something too, because they literally were in like two scenes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then no one else is... Well, okay, so um, Velma's dad, his name is Aman, and he's voiced by Russell Peters. And then um, there's like a girlfriend of the dad... Because the mom is no longer in the picture, even though she is voiced by Sarayu Blue. She's the voice of the mom. But then the girlfriend is Melissa Fumero, like uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine or uh, Blockbuster, Who is she <laughs> which in... I actually watched. Oh, she plays uh, Santiago? Yeah. Oh. Oh. So she's the she's the girlfriend of the pregnant girlfriend of the, of dad. the dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So there's like a lot of names. Yeah. You know, oh. and and a very diverse cast. Um, for a show that is known of just being like these, you know, white kids and a dog, and something to note, there is no Scooby. Yeah, I noticed that. Does do you think he comes into later episodes? Well, I think the entire season, it, or like, there's gonna be two more episodes that come out because I they're actually coming out weekly. Or yeah, I know. they will. Yes. Yeah. He's not in what I hear. He's not in like any of these episodes, and so I don't know if there's ever gonna be Scooby Do, um, later, or <laughs> if there's even gonna be a second season. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anything else you want to say about the cast or no? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I think it, yeah. I think we'll get more into it when we start talking after. It is interesting she pulls in like more well-known voices, I guess. Uh Uh-huh. But I don't know any of those people as like voice actors, including Mindy Kaling. So it's interesting that they're all actual actors instead of voice Uh actors. But Um, Let's get into the plot, right? All right. Well, so the the show opens up. Uh, in is it the girls' the locker room? School, yeah the the high school's locker room, like shower area. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, it's Daphne and a bunch of other girls, basically like after gym class. So it starts out very obviously like stating a joke, mm-hmm. but it's like a meta joke kind of where it's like, yeah. how come pilot episodes always have to have gratuitous sex scenes and naked bodies? And then, like, it's a cartoon, right? So they're mm-hmm. all naked. And I don't know. It just, like, it sets it off on this, oh, great, cool. This is the kind of cartoon. Yeah, but they're, like, teenage girl characters. So yeah, 
I mean, I guess that's only okay because they're animated. Yeah. But like you see their butts. Yeah. And you see shapes of things. And then there's just like bubble suds in very particular places. Yeah. That I guess make it so that it's not uh, anything else. Mindy Kaling's character, basically, sorry, Velma. Velma. <laughs> I was going to say Mindy Kaling comes in, but it's pretty much the same thing. Velma comes into the locker room. Mm-hmm. Two girls are fighting. It's like really dumb. And then she's not liked like you get this sense that she's very unpopular and very unliked and she goes into her locker and a body falls out yeah this girl's yeah this girl's name is brenda and they're like brenda are you in the locker again just to prove to us how skinny you are are? (laughs) so dumb and so she falls out her head is literally like chopped like off at the top and it it's so gross and it like Comes out and she literally has no brain. It's just like hollowed out. Yeah. And then there's this joke that comes back again. And it's just like one of those not funny jokes, but it's also like, huh, where Velma is like, she's she has no brains. And then they're like roll their eyes because it's almost like she's a dumb girl. Like she yeah. has no brain. It's like, no, literally she has no brains. Yeah. And it's just like, who is that? really a joke that these writers wrote yeah. <laughs> for this show uh-huh so not a great start no definitely not a great start uh and then we see velma at they assume that it's velma because the girl burned fell out of her locker and we mm-hmm. see her at the police station and the two police officers come in and start speaking to her and she's having these like hallucinations of like a zombie mm-hmm. hand grabbing her shoulder and yeah. then the police officers are Daphne's moms yeah. and so then there's like another stereotypical like joke about how bad they are at police and shouldn't you be good because lesbian police officers are always good at fighting crime and I'm just like I don't know it just felt like tone tone deaf or like flat like it just didn't feel like yeah. a joke that was very funny and then um she's like also, is that even true i try to think of shows i don't i don't know and that's the thing is like who is this geared toward like i'm not really yeah. sure who the audience is supposed to be is it supposed to be millennials is it supposed to be gen mm. z like mm-hmm. is it supposed to be older teenagers i don't get it and mm-hmm. i love adult cartoons like mm-hmm. i this would be like in my wheelhouse of shows yeah. that i like and i just find Sorry, we'll get into the reviews later, but like the jokes <laughs> we can't just, help it. I don't laugh. Now, there's only one part that I laughed out loud at. When? It was at the funeral of Brenda, and one of the girls is singing Genuine, <laughs> Genuine's Pony. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's like, like really almost sad. like a ballad. <laughs> yeah, jump on it. <laughs> and then, um, and then, like, she stops singing. Everybody's crying. She goes, that was Brenda's favorite song. <laughs> and that's the only part <laughs> I laughed at because I just thought it was so ridiculous, like, yeah. that that would be someone's – I mean, I love that song. Don't get me wrong. Um, so that would be a millennial joke, you know? Like, that's, mm-hmm. like – so I just – anyways, it was just random. <laughs> so they go to the funeral, and then we find out that – Oh my gosh. Like, I just feel like <laughs> it's like so hard to even remember what happened in the plot. Yeah. Because, I agree. And I watched it like an hour ago. So, um, 
I watched it one and a half times and I don't even remember. Oh, geez. Couldn't even make it through that halftime. Um, yeah. So we find out like the gist of the show is Velma's mother has been missing for like a few years. The police officers haven't been able to find her. It was Christmas Day and like her mom used to set up these like mysteries for Velma to solve. Mm-hmm. And she like finds her Christmas presents and she feels bad about it. Her mom's like, I'll go buy you a present that is a surprise. And then she never comes back. Mm-hmm. So she they find the mom's car with the glasses that are Velma's signature glasses. She puts them on and that's like cool. Um, <laughs> but so and then she has this gift that she's never opened Mm-hmm. Um, until her mom comes home. So I don't know if we're su- meant to feel like sentimental at these moments, but anyways, we just find out that like her dad has moved on. Um, he got one of the waitresses pregnant yeah. at the sh- sugar spoon. Is that what it's called? Ugh, who cares? I don't know. Some it's like the, it's, it's like, dive. The, yeah, like a diner or something. Mm-hmm. Something I, w- I noticed like when her dad was speaking to her, I mean, what in the world is their relationship? There yeah. was almost like no affection or caring in his voice towards her. It's like we know that everyone at school like hates Velma because I don't know, she's weird and annoying, which I get. Yeah. But it's like the dad acted the same way. He's like even calling his daughter weird out loud. I just yeah, it read me the wrong way and it was like there was there was like no comforting part in this show and i wanted it from the dad who had lost his wife but it's like he didn't even care yeah isn't that weird yeah it just there's a few jokes that are made at the expense of velma slash mindy kaling mm-hmm. on like body hair and her weight and just like her quirky interests and they're not funny like yeah. it's like past the point where like these kind of jokes were really funny in 2008 2010 <laughs> maybe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but so many people have kind of moved past that kind of thing and it feels like this show's sort of stuck in these kind of jokes yeah. that just like aren't really they're not really um current mm-hmm. they don't feel sharp at all you know what i, I mean agree. i agree yeah um so Okay. Like, I honestly feel like the plot was so weak. So she's trying to solve this mystery, but every time she goes to solve a mystery, she has this panic attack and these hallucinations of her mother who's turned into this, like, monster. And then it's because she was not able to solve the mystery of her her missing mother. No, it's because she solved a mystery and then her mother went to go get her something. And because she solved the mystery, her mom went missing. Oh, so now she's like, well, I don't solve any mis- I don't solve mysteries anymore. <laughs> because I solved one, my mom went missing. Yeah. And okay, so I get it. Yeah. I mean, you saw it one and a half times and you still I'm like, we didn't even get we I'm not See, even that's how bad it is. I'm not even hundred percent sure that's why she's having those panic attacks. So <laughs> so after at this point, then we're introduced to Shaggy, but what's his name? Neville? Norville. Oh, Norville. And he has like a crush on Velma. Uh-huh. I, honestly, there's like a camera that's missing. They're trying to solve the mystery of who killed Brenda. And they, she thinks it's Fred, who also, can we talk about the introduction of Fred? Ugh. So like in like the original cartoon, Fred is like burly and funny and kind of dumb, but like a nice guy. But he's and- also also like a pretty boy. Like he, he was yeah. attractive. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> yes, he was an attractive cartoon. Um, but then we were like introduced to Fred and he is like so dismissive of Velma and super mm-hmm. rude and really like self-absorbed. Yeah. And yeah. then there isn't there there's even a joke of like, oh, this is like what I have is something like sickle cell for rich boys. And she's like, you mean rudeness? And he's like, oh, yeah, you've heard of it or something oh, like geez. that. It was so terrible. <clears throat> I blocked that one. Um, <laughs> they become friends. They befriend each other, kind of. But then she goes to see <laughs> if he has. I can't even think of the freaking plot because it was so dumb. There's there's also something about Fred that um, is dumb, too. He is like so consumed with how he looks because I think he hasn't necessarily like gone through puberty yet and everyone like makes fun of him for that but they don't really know because he plays it off so he has this like internal conflict especially this like strained relationship with his dad and I think that that adds to like his attitude towards other people and probably other people who look like Velma yeah but it's just not great it's also not that deep okay when I think of like adult cartoons that I love I'm thinking of like The Simpsons early seasons or Futurama (laughs) or King of the Hill. Rick and Morty, which I would say is along the lines like that's a complete adult humor in the show. But even in those episodes, there's like built in like morals morals or drive or character redeeming qualities. And Mm -hmm. in this show, like everybody is so unlikable Mm -hmm. that I honestly and it's so far removed from Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Which sounds so dumb to say out loud. (laughs) But it really does feel like that. Um, But anyway, so she goes to try to solve it. She thinks Fred has killed Brenda, but really Brenda found out that he hasn't hit puberty. um, So he steals her camera. And then um, there he's like, no, I didn't. I didn't kill her. I paid her to not say anything. Someone else killed her. End of the episode. Velma's like, okay, well. I think I guess like I still have to try to solve my mom's mystery. <laughs> it's so freaking dumb. And <laughs> Sorry, then, we can't even get through the. I plot. can't even get through the plot without <laughs> being biased. Yeah, I know. And I'm well, trying. Okay. Finally, I'm trying. the end is. I think it got like breaking news that Fred might have had a hand in this girl's death. Okay, so that was like some progress, I guess. Even though we don't really know if it's true or not. Um, and then uh, I think like Norville, so Shaggy, is dropping Velma off at home. And then she like throw. is it that she throws the present from her mom she into the trash? She had thrown it away and then she comes back and takes it out. Because she's like, oh, my mom left us. Because that's like a big plot thing too. And so mm. she thinks because she gets over the guilt that her mom left them and she didn't disappear was going to stop her hallucination. So she throws the gift away. Sorry, we forgot to say that because it was so insignificant in the plot. Um, (laughs) But then at the end, she takes the gift out of the garbage can and realizes like, no, my mom did disappear. I do need to figure that out. And then Norville, I think he like kind of opens the trash can just to like check, like, why are there all these cockroaches? And he's like, uh, Velma, you're going to want to see this. And she like comes over and then there's another... I forget the name of the girl, but there's another teenage girl who has been murdered. Her head is cut open, 
hollowed out, she's got no brains, and then it's over. Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. the pilot. Yeah. Um, that's the pilot, so. <laughs> uh, should we talk about yes. reviews? <laughs> Okay, here's the thing. Okay. Here's some of the thoughts that I had while I was watching this. Yeah. Number one, I love adult cartoons a lot. Mm-hmm. I like quick wit, humor. It's great. Yeah. Number two, I actually really like Mindy Kaling a lot. I think mm-hmm. she's really smart. I love her books. I think she's um, done a lot in terms of like comedy. Um, and number three, this show was terrible. <laughs> And all three of those things can be this can be accurate and exist. Yeah. And I can still think this show is awful. Yeah. And I was so disappointed when I watched it because one, as a child, I loved Scooby-Doo. Yeah. I mean, it was my thing. Like I had a Scooby-Doo version of Clue. Uh-huh. And I think even as a little girl, I actually related more to Velma, of course, than yeah. Daphne because I felt maybe physically more like a Velma. I felt intellectually more like a Velma. Yeah. Um, also, I really like turtlenecks. <laughs> you do like turtlenecks. I do. And, you know, mustard yellow. Uh-huh. And so... I just, I was so excited for this show and I love Mindy Kaling, like you've said. You've already mentioned, and we're going to talk about this when we read some reviews, but the jokes, it was like social commentary, but just like in your face. It was like so explicit that it's like, it's not funny. And it's, it's like the writers were reaching way too far. Yeah. And it was not even edgy. Like it was just like, not relevant. Mm-hmm. So it was like and in your face, also like not relevant at all. Yeah. What reviews did you see? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's. Uh, what reviews did we see here? Well, let's talk about the ra- the ratings. Um, the, pause. This is my favorite part about the whole. I audibly gasped at these ratings on IMDb. IMDb rating overall. 1.4. I will repeat 1.4 overall. I've never seen a show on IMDb have that low of ratings. Yeah, I didn't. Obviously, I know numbers exist that low, but (laughs) not for shows. And with like, at least right now, it's like 63,000, you know, votes. Yeah. For that are averaging at 1.4. Technically, if you click on just the pilot episode on IMDb, there's about 4,000 something ratings and it's a 2.5. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, here we go. Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, average tomato meter. So is this, this is from like critics. Critics review. Okay, 42%. Mm-hmm. That's, um, I mean, if you compare it to 1.4, it's not bad. <laughs> That's much, yeah. much higher. Okay. Uh-huh. Audience score. Drum roll. Uh, 6%. <laughs> <laughs> 6%. I just, okay. I kind of wonder though. Uh-huh. 
I wonder how many people actually watched the show. And I wonder if the the news, the tweets, the articles about the show and the yeah. backlash are like influencing or not influencing people. Like, are they truly just watching the show and saying, wow, this is 6% terrible? Or are they saying, here's the show and this is what other people are saying and I'm going to follow suit? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I wonder how much influence people are under. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of reviews. So let's, uh, let's talk about one of them this is from variety and uh says velma is irreverent to a fault (laughs) starring mindy kaling and developed by her longtime collaborator charlie grandy velma treats most of the scooby canon as suggestions whispered too low to be heard which is true right it's almost like this show Almost has no ties to no. Scooby, none, and the gang. It's just like it's a mystery, and that's it. You that, know. Well, and it, there's like their names are the same. <laughs> Gee, okay. Jinkies. Um, <laughs> Jinkies. <laughs> I think I don't think that came up in this pilot, did it? No, but I think it's going it. to come up in f- later episodes. I read. Okay. Um, okay. Um, it says. Dialogue doesn't change at all from character to character, each oh. of them firing off pop, pop culture references like a Tommy gun. Yeah, there's another one from a website called But Why Though.net. <laughs> Velma fails to deliver likable characters, with Velma being entirely too cynical, judgmental, and self interested. Uh-huh. Daphne is thrown into the mean and popular girl role, which feels disingenuous to what audiences will expect of her character the jokes don't land and what's usually an endearing quirk of any scooby-doo project feels like a sad attempt at timely commentary that feels a couple of years too late that's what you said you're like these jokes were funny or maybe we're kind of funny like in 2008 or whatever and it's like we are so far past that yeah yet they're trying again (laughs) It's just like, come I on. think in that article, she says this too. I wrote this down, which I liked. I was initially very excited to see a new take on such a classic group of friends, which I think a lot of people were excited about mm-hmm. Mindy Kaling being attached to Velma. I was, yeah. Because in my mind, like Velma is such an iconic character. She's just this great person. And so then when you think of Mindy Kaling, you think like, oh, this, she often plays like an underdog and she often plays. Mm -hmm. But then uh, in this, she says, instead, Velma decides to lean into the current trend of cynical adult humor that other shows do well and leaves a bad taste in the mouth of fans. Hmm. Yeah, it's not good. There's another review, again, talking about Velma. I mean, uh-huh. the character Velma. Yeah. It's difficult to understand why anyone saw fit to revamp the heroine herself and replace her kindness, intelligence, and helpful personality with a dose of adorable shyness with this snark machine who can barely stand herself as it is, let alone anyone around her. Yeah. That's it's a good just point. Polar opposites of like what anyone really likes about the character Velma. Mm hmm. Yeah. Anything else? Um, I have others, but I know that you have some reviews that you want to. Um, I just think it's interesting because a lot of this actually leads to, I mean, I feel like, okay, objectively we'll get to our reviews and the show sucks. Like I don't like it. I'm sure <laughs> you don't like it. Um, 
clearly America and other people who have watched it don't like this show. But mm-hmm. I think it's really fascinating. And I, I think why I was so interested in, in doing this episode was to talk about this like phenomena that happens mm-hmm. where now people are like turning against Mindy Kaling. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting. And I think that there's a lot to be talked about from that as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the show was bad and she's a part of it. I don't think she's even a writer on the show. She's um, not, yeah, not credited as one. No. And she's an executive producer. So, so then what it is, is she's, you know, doing this role of this basic caricature of herself. Mm-hmm. But it's just doesn't also doesn't have the charm that Mindy Kaling typically brings to like these kind of characters. Yeah. So I'm thinking like um, Debbie from Never Have I Ever or mm-hmm. Davey. Like she's she's such a likable character, but it's a similar kind Indian of role girl. as in yeah. like Mindy Project. The same kind of jokes. I didn't watch Sex Lies of a College Student. Is that what it's called? I college? have. Yeah. Yeah. The Sex Lies of College Girls. But it's similar, right? Like there's that similar character. Yeah, there's a character and she's Indian and she goes to a New England college where Mindy went to Dartmouth. Yeah. And she like got into comedy and this character like really wants to be in the – Yeah, so it's it's just really her, which also what is so wrong about making characters that are based on you if you're writing it, you know? So there's this huge backlash and I would love to get into this and like have a discussion on it without getting, you know, both of us realizing like we are extremely unqualified white uh, mm-hmm. women who I can't speak to the race aspect and her depiction of like Indian culture, mm-hmm. um, which I know there has been a lot of backlash on that because she kind of has this monopoly as like the most famous Indian woman in America for sure. Yeah. Um, And so I know that there's a lot of people who, who feel like she's representing things not accurately. Mm -hmm. Um, But then from like the nerdy, quirky, quiet girl perspective, which I felt I was, you felt you were. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like she sometimes brings out parts of a character that are really endearing and also yeah, there's some like self deprecation, but I feel like also a lot of that's really accurate too. You know, like mm-hmm. I did a lot of that when I was younger. I think what I would agree with with some of the backlashes, like some of this humor does need to evolve. Like it would be interesting for her to have a character who isn't quirky and weird and insecure (laughs) and falls in love with a white hot boy who doesn't like her back which is like classically what goes on in all of her shows Mm -hmm. um but i don't think it's like warranting a cancellation of mindy kaling would you agree with that yeah i do agree yeah it is clear that this is just a caricature of mindy just like all of her other um characters and projects or even if she's like not in it like you mentioned never have i ever so here's a here's a quote um it says viewers are bored with the artistic laziness of these plot lines right both in their repetitiveness and their reliance on outdated stereotypes it's certainly a sign that kaling's comedy has gotten stale and that her politics have fallen behind the times now I want to get into the conversation that you had mentioned to me before we started recording about kind of this like double standard when it comes to 
women celebrities and like male celebrities and you can you can say it better than I can so go ahead yeah um I mean I think a lot of us probably follow Jamila Jamil who Mm -hmm. was in The Good Place and she's kind of this activist who talks about this a lot and how there's this double standard for women in Hollywood and in her podcast um I Weigh she said this basically like this was when Shia LaBeouf had his like coming back like people were willing to give him another chance even though he had like assaulted this woman and it was like well you know he deserves this other chance while stars and she says while stars like Anne Hathaway and Jennifer Lawrence and I would even add like Taylor Swift and Mm -hmm. Jamila Jamil herself and now Mindy Kaling who have been demonized by the media after enormous career success are told they can f off and so I think it's this turn that's really interesting. That's definitely a double standard where um, she says, we don't label men as annoying. Uh, mm-hmm. When we don't like a man, we just learn his name and don't bother him at all. He gets to exist peacefully. When we don't like a woman, we learn everything about them because maybe mm-hmm. there's a part of us that's defensive about not liking that woman. We want to prove that it's not about jealousy or misogyny. So we're going to find anything we can, any morsel that will justify our profound visceral hatred of this woman even if that means going back 15 years into her tweets so (laughs) i think i look at this and i'm i'm so intrigued at how entertainment and comedy works i've followed mindy kaling since she was in the office she's a hustler i mean she's like done so many projects but i feel like this backlash is i get there's parts of it that i get her jokes are outdated i think Mm -hmm. weight anytime there's these like jokes about like losing weight or being skinny or the color of like, I don't know, like the hair on her body or these kind of things where there's so much in this world, especially in like feminism and femininity of like accepting your body as is. Mm -hmm. It feels very 2000 high school, my time. It does. Does that mean we need to cancel this person? Um, No, I think Mm -mm. she can update her jokes. I also want to add to this is here's the thing. Like, I think this show is not something I will ever continue to watch. (laughs) However, I still like Mindy Kaling. Yeah. And I understand where people are with her, but I don't understand why people don't have these same, like the same energy for different comedians who Mm. do the same thing. I love Tina Fey. I think she's really a great writer, a comedic writer, but in some of her jokes that she's written, and I guess she hasn't done a show, like a new show in a while, but there's the same kind of humor where you're like, I don't know if that's funny anymore, mm-hmm. but that didn't happen to her. Adam Sandler writes the same not funny crap, Jeez. but I do uh-huh. love Adam Sandler and there's some things mm-hmm. that are funny, but like it's, and I, I can't help but wonder like, is part of this because she's like a hardworking woman of color and I just don't know. I don't want to get too yeah. into that, but like, I can't, I don't really understand the backlash as much. Yeah. I don't understand it. You know? Yeah. I don't, I don't understand it either. And I, I feel similarly about what you've said and what you've mentioned. And you're right. There are other comedians, there are other celebrities or I don't know, politicians or yeah. <laughs> just, just people who are like in a, you know, some, positions of power who there are some people that we are like so quick to forgive or give second chances for. And then there are those that for whatever it's like, 
we're like nitpicking and like trying to find something to not like about them. I mean, when you were mentioning Anne Hathaway and Jennifer Lawrence, in my mind, I'm like, did I miss something? Like what, what was the scandal? What was the controversy? What did they do? What did they say? And I, I did, is there anything? No, (laughs) no. It's just this turning of the public eye Mm -hmm. on somebody who was once like upheld as like a gem in society. And it happens to women all the time in, in entertainment. And I'll give another really quick example we watched Signs last night because the new movie with M. Night Shyamalan, like Knock in the Cabin or whatever, came out. Mm-hmm. How many of his movies <laughs> have we forgotten mm. were horrible? Yeah. And he still makes movies and he's still coming out with these like blockbuster movies. And sometimes it's a hit, but mostly it's not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I just am not as privy to people's criticism of M. Night Shyamalan, but. I know my siblings will never forgive him for ruining Avatar Last Airbender. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, so I don't know. I mean, I think it all comes down to uh, the big P word. Patriarchy. Oh, God. F the patriarchy. (laughs) Let's just say that right now. I do think it does come down to that. Uh Uh-huh. 100%. I think a lot of it... And I mean, I looked at our, uh, we got a lot of women followers, so I think we won't have too much backlash on this, but like, I really do believe that that has a lot to do with like how the media perceives people, entertainment perceives people, mm-hmm. like how they turn the tides of like us idiot sheep who are following this like idea of like, yeah, yeah you're right. That's dumb. Like, she's so stupid. <laughs> this stuff is dumb. And maybe people didn't watch it and they're like, I hate Mindy Kaling. So I'm going to like downvote this uh yeah this episode because i think that yeah she's outdated and the show sucks okay the show does suck okay but i don't know should we yeah. get to our ratings do you have anything else you want to say on it well not only are people trying to cancel mindy but they're also like trying to boycott hbo and hbo max i did just, not hear that yeah just for i like having it like having the show and it's like hi if we were to go through all of the shows on HBO Max, like there, I guarantee you there will be a handful of other shows or movies or specials. I don't know that like have terrible jokes or like misogynistic things or racist. It's like, but just because this is new, because this is Mindy, because it's animated, but it's mature. I don't know. Maybe because it's, it's piggybacking off of this like really like 50 year franchise of Scooby-Doo and like everyone loves it. I mean, maybe that's a thing too, but, but it's just like, why are we, why is society? And of course this is a generalization. Not everyone feels this way, but why is, you know, our society in general, like so quick Mm -hmm. to jump on some bandwagon or cancel people for just nonsense things so i agree we that's i agree and me you know i'm pretty left-leaning um (laughs) but i also agree like okay so if the jokes are flat and sometimes just like not representative of where society is like Mm -hmm. let people move on like you know right i don't know i just i agree like like, we're so quick like just because you don't like something you're gonna cancel somebody like just because you don't like the content that was put out. I get it. Okay. I get it. Like there are certain instances where somebody's racist or homophobic or um 
sexist or whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. yeah, there should be like some accountability to that. I don't see that with this show. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So that's just. Well, then, then there's the idea of like separating the artist from the art. And like, if, you know, if people are fans of Mindy Kaling for her other projects and other things she's done, but then maybe this is a flop then does this one outweigh everything exactly. else that she's done that's yeah. good? Yeah. Like what can we separate it or or maybe we can't separate it. And also I feel like this though the question the question of like can you separate the artist from the art is often for people who are artists who have literally done something bad and not good. Mindy Kaling does not in my opinion fall into yeah, she that hasn't category. Like done anything yeah. or said anything even though these jokes aren't great. Yeah. Okay. So, let's okay. go on to our reviews. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do you want to go first? Do you want to rate first? Um, you want me to go first? You know what? I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> so our ratings are, um, we do the, our ratings out of five pilot lights on four categories. So we have acting slash characters, soundtrack, story. Um, so when I say story, I mean like plot. Wait, what do we say? Script. Script. Right. Okay. Makes me want to watch it more. And then our overall category. Mm-hmm. So the acting and the characters um, I originally put zero, uh, but I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to say one because I like Mindy Kaling, but these characters and the acting and the, it was, there's no acting. It's just the characters were so unlikable. I'm going to give it one and that's a stretch. Um, the soundtrack I didn't notice at all, which says something because if listeners, if you know me at all, I'm always mm-hmm. going to be attention so i'm giving that a one as well (laughs) um the writing or the script i gave originally a two um because i was like okay this is interesting but then as we talked about it and i couldn't recall anything i'm going to go (laughs) to one because i feel like in my mind it still wasn't enough for me to like understand what was going on like and i was watching it while i was eating breakfast okay um (laughs) makes me want to watch it more zero like i don't want to keep watching this i am not interested in what happens next and i'm just really yeah i'm not interested in it i don't care about the characters i don't even care how it comes together how they become the mystery machine what is it mystery i wasn't a scooby-doo kid oh i don't know the gang Uh, gang the gang right so my overall score i'm gonna say one (laughs) <laughs> out of five. <laughs> 1.4 out of five pilot lights. Yeah. <laughs> definitely in line with uh IMDB. IMDB. So actually though, out of five, it would have been like a point seven. So. Yeah. Thank you for that, math teacher. <laughs> all right. Um take it away, Newell. All right. Thank you for sharing your um ratings. Mm-hmm. What I've realized about myself is I am um often too nice mm-hmm. i <laughs> i have such a hard time rating things in general like if you know i get a survey from target like how good was your experience or like delta you know how good was your flight like i i cannot give extremes mm-hmm. even though if you listen to our podcast yes i've given five out of five um i just have such a hard time giving like really low scores <laughs> Okay. So I'm just <laughs> laughing over here because mine are way different than yours. <laughs> okay, so acting. Now, you talked about just like the characters themselves in the acting, but like I thought of it as like, okay, 
they are actors and they are voice acting. So like how were their sure. voices? Okay, yeah. And yeah. so I gave four out of five. Oh my god. <laughs> there was inflection there were like pauses they read with expression (laughs) honestly i've heard some bad voice acting 80 percent you're gonna stand with that okay let's keep going keep going soundtrack now did you did you even give a score would you say for soundtrack i said one okay I I mean they didn't have like a lot of songs, but um there is there's like spooky, eerie background music and sometimes there are crescendos and sometimes mm-hmm. there are pauses. Mm-hmm. Like it gave me like X Files vibes or Stranger Things vibes. <laughs> and it did its it did its job. Okay, what are you gonna say? <laughs> I gave if you say five. I gave a four out of five. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Um, okay, script. I think this is where all the problems come in. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> okay, keep going. I, I, I'm going to guess that this is where this is uh, falls apart. <laughs> Um, I've already mentioned, or like we've talked about how <laughs> we've talked about how um the jokes like fall flat. Uh-huh. They're they're in from the past, and like were they even funny before? Um, it's like social commentary, just not in a good intellectual way. <sighs> uh, whatever. But it is also like very Mindy, and I do like Mindy. Though it's not lovable like her other things. Okay, I gave a 2.5. Okay, that's pretty low. Right. 2.5, I, I'll agree with that. I would agree. I mean, that genuine pony <laughs> joke alone was probably worth a one. So That's what I said. Like There were things that made me chuckle. I did not laugh out loud, but there are shows that definitely make me laugh out loud. Okay. Yeah, of course. Makes me want to watch it more. Uh... <laughs> Honestly, I do you want to know what happens because <laughs> no, I do want to know how they like come together. Do any of the characters like reconcile? I want to know what happened between Daphne and Velma and why their BFF necklace okay. is like broken. Uh huh. Um, I gave a a three point five. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I, that's it's so overall i actually rounded down to a three points that is higher than imdb added <laughs> To think- the Rotten Tomatoes score. <laughs> that is higher I- than the critic score, the, <laughs> the audience score, and the IMDb score added together. Okay, justify your 3.75. <laughs> well, that was a, a technically average. Three, <laughs> 3.875, so I ran it down. <laughs> okay, keep going. Um, I just... I think I'm being influenced by 
the backlash and all this controversy like i want to know how bad it gets so yeah i want okay. to watch okay okay it more i honestly like i don't think you it's couldn't terrible. even get through the first episode twice though <laughs> <laughs> i mean it makes me think of like family guy like there are jokes mm-hmm. in family guy that are just it's like ooh, that's not yeah. a good joke and so it's like what that's okay but all of a sudden this isn't like well i so, hate family guy too hot take uh, well actually i used to watch family guy a lot because i didn't have cable and it was the only thing that was on yeah all right well okay that was <laughs> a treat someone asked me the other day have you guys ever had a show that you didn't like and i said no i don't think well, so week. <laughs> well we got a surprise for you on this one <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm rethinking. No, don't. No, you said it. We're moving on. Okay, so that's Velma. Listeners, if you would like to watch Velma on your own, make up your own mind about it. Remember, one of the reasons why we started this podcast was so that we could watch shows so you don't have to. (laughs) So I think that this may be one of those shows where maybe you don't want to watch it, but maybe you're curious just to see, is it that bad or do you agree with Anna Marie and is it not too bad? (laughs) Um, all right, let's, uh, you can watch Velma on HBO Max. All episodes are, no, not all. There's two episodes coming out, I think. There's 10 total. Yeah. But also, do you think they're going to have a season two? <laughs> no, there's no, no way. Not. Okay, what are we doing next week? So we did a poll, like we said we were going to, and thank you to the 12 people who responded. <laughs> if you do listen to our podcast, please follow us on pilotlight.podcast um, on Instagram. Uh, we do put some stuff up, uh, but we are, wait, well, actually, we should say how many were on our pilot lights? How many people responded on our actual Instagram page? <laughs> um, seven people, but one of them was you. Okay, so six people, <laughs> and then I think I had, sorry, 27 out of what? 128 people who saw it. So thank you for all of you who posted and actually voted. But we uh, put up a poll on three shows that people were interested in, and these are all new shows. Um, so The Last of Us, Not Dead Yet, and Poker Face. And mm-hmm. our overwhelming, not super overwhelming, but just barely uh, beat out... Uh, not dead yet was the last of us so we kind of talked about that last week so we will be reviewing the pilot episode this is also on hbo so that's fine it's a little spooky just so you know this is the one that's like based off of a A video video game game. Mm -hmm. is this the one that has that guy who was just on snl pedro pascal yeah yeah i'll be ready and maybe i'll be like more uh critical (laughs) okay you know what you are you and i think that's fine Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. And Anna Marie, I will see you next week. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye. Bye.
<laughs> the show sucked, Autumn Marie. 